What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's Kev Mac, and I'm back with another episode of Kev Mac Video Live Podcast. Yes, we got OG Bam from Compton Crip, Original Front Hood. Yes, we got part one coming up right after this message from our sponsor. It's your boy Kev Mack and I want you guys to know you know a lot of people want us to have more bloods it's just not that easy I can't run around and put microphones and cameras in somebody's face because they got on red and live in a particular community that's known for having bloods you feel me so after this BAM series I promise you guys I got the Bebop Watts Bloods a blood gang out of Watts where Fred Sanford, Sanford and Son, was filmed, not far from the Watts Tower. This neighborhood was surrounded by Crips. This is a mid to late 70s gang, and you guys will get to hear from one of the founders, and then the founders of the second generation. So y'all stay tuned for that. In the meantime and in between time, you can hit my cash app, Dollar sign, Kevmac videos, or paypal.me slash allhoodpublications, and other ways to donate, help this channel keep growing, and keep me out there in Los Angeles, bringing you these dope interviews. You can look me up on Patreon at Kevmac. So good looking out, y'all. Hope you enjoy it. Original front hook Compton Chris. No busters are allowed. <laughs> I was the founder. I created Conan Parker in my mother's garage. I had a lot of, you know, lifting weights and I was on sport. They started calling me Big Miz. Original Stutter Box, Eastside Five, who's Pablo Bishop, Miss City Gangster Bloods. This is the beginning. I'm OG Bam for Compton Fund of the Crip. And where'd you grow up at? Compton. Where at in Compton? I'm 33rd and Slater, in front of it. You have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got two sisters, one rest in peace. I had three brothers. My big brother rest in peace and my baby brother Inch in front of me. You got a two-parent household? Yes, I did. About how old are you? Six years old. Just turned 60 on the 1st of November. Okay. And 
What elementary school did you attend? Cooper Nelson County. Junior High? Willowbrook. Is that where most front hoods went? Yeah. And high school? Centennial. Centennial is the closest high school to your neighborhood? Yes, it is. Why I want to go to Compton High? Centennial right in my backyard. Y'all have a lot of problems with the pie rules? Nah. No. That was a crib school when I was one. So who, when did Front Hood actually come out? Front Hood come out in 71. And prior to that, what was the name? It was always the front, because this is the front of Compton. Whenever you get to Elsa Gun the women and say, welcome to Hub City, this is the front of Compton. And what was the H originally for in Front Hood? Hustlers. The Front Hustlers. And y'all put the Crip on in 71. Crip, front hood is called Front Boys. I'm a front brother. My generation, 1975, we came up with the idea saying we want to be front hustlers because our big homies, John Washington, Ted Bull and them, Bodine them, they was hustlers, they was players. So we wanted to be like our big homies. We wanted to wear tailors and have perms like them. So we came up with front, front hustlers, original front hustlers, but we was always Crips. The Crip come on, everybody already knew we was Crips. We start putting CC on because Compton, you got to say every Crip hood in Compton got to have Compton Crip on it. See, front hood my name, but Compton Crip is my last name. You feel me? I like the way you said that. Yeah, because I got it like that on me, OFA CC. You feel me? I got OCC on me. When Crip first started in Compton, every Crip from every hood had OCC on them, original Compton Crip. So when you when you attended Centennial, you ran across a lot of the big names from Pyro? Oh yeah. The ones that went there when I was in there. And big we, names like who? Uh, you know, the, the Lorenzo Bentons or I just left him. In prison. Yeah, I just left him. A. C. Moses. I know him. Terry Put, Carter. Terry Carter was one of my partners. I knew him and his brother Ralph resting in peace. Tam. I knew Tam. I was going to Centennial when Tam got killed. Lil Vince? Lil Vince. Uh, there was an incident that happened back in the day. Somebody had their leather coat taken and Raymond came up there. Yeah, that was one of my big story? homies from Corvin. Okay. Somebody stole, he was playing football. They broke in the locker, stole his leather coat. You know, shit, Crib Heaven came out to play. They all hit Centennial. When you say big homie, what was his name? Well, his name was Zane. They stole his leather coat. Raymond them came up there and got on the rules and started a big old melee up there. I was at Willowbrook when that happened. I'll never forget, I was on that canal bridge. You know, it wasn't no woozies back then or nothing. Some type of where a 38 or something must have hit the air, motherfuckers had to get it, you know, just dispersed, dispersing. And that canal bridge looked like it wanted to fall with so many motherfuckers on that canal bridge, you feel me? <laughs> but it was, it, it was active that day, you feel me? I skipped ahead. I should have talked about the Little League. This park used to oh, have yeah. a baseball field in it. Oh, yeah. Who were some of the big names that played ball here? Roy Smith, Roy White, Reggie Smith. Michael Todd used to play for the Raiders back in the day. Grew up on my street on Slater. He played here. 
lot of baseball players came out this park. Then from here, we went to Pop Warner. So let's get to the um, Front Brothers. Yeah. Why the Front Brothers? She was a little bit brother. That's how it was. We was brothers. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what made my big homies come over Front Brothers. We was just Front Brothers. Some dudes used to say, "Well, where y'all going with Front Boys?" That now nah, we ain't boys. Right. Right. We front Brothers. Right. 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 Front Brothers Incorporation. Cohesiveness. In the early seventies, you can go through here and you'll see FBI on the wall. It say Front Brothers Incorporation. Right. But my big homies, Greg Cross and Pet Bull and Mac Washington, them dudes was players, man. You feel me? They was players and we wanted to be like them. You feel me? John was one of the dudes that made me want Taylors. Cause he stayed tailored up with a long fly, you feel me? I'm glad you mentioned that because on our earlier video, Little Dog Bruno made this statement. He said that all the cripping, how we got our gear as far as the tailors and being player, player, came from the front oh, and give that respect to you guys. Uh, without a doubt. Then Big Mac and Fat Soap and them, Big Ollie and them, they follow suit. But they got that from them. A lot of us thought we went to Arthur Williams. Arthur Williams came later, man. My first tailor came out of Fruit Town out of a dude named Taylor Michael Royce. My first tailor hat came from a dude named Frank Van from the pocket. Him and my big homie Pet Bull was like the brothers. Dutch boy? Yeah, gave my first tailor hat. I was in seventh grade. I used to wear it every day till it got blacker than me. You feel me? So, let me ask you this. During that time, we're talking about 71, right? Yeah. What's corner pocket in the business? You know, I heard somebody say that before, so I'm going to keep it 100. You can't say it ain't no pocket if it ain't no front of it. Okay. You feel me? And the only thing that divided was uh, Was that divider. That island. Right? That's the only thing divided you us. You can go back and forth Four. either way. Because you notice they got OPH. They started saying original pocket hustling when we started saying original front of some of my childhood best friends is from the pocket. Right. You feel me? Can you give me a roll call of the early front brothers? Oh, man, shit. Yeah, shit. Got even my homie A.B. resting in peace. Mac Watts, Great Cross, Pet Bull. My homie that taught me how to skate more set. Then I got my homie, my big homie Hunt. Hunt from the front with the green eyes. Tony Hodge, Bobby Hodge. They little brother used to play for the Atlantic Falcons, Floyd. You know, it was a few of us, Denny Moe, you feel me? It was a lot of them, some of them, I, I just, my homie Boom Man Mulligan, Denley Addison, resting in peace, you know? These were some of the was dudes. Was Bodine part of the earlier? Bodine is my big homie. Okay. That was one of my mentors sure over here. We include him in this. Yeah, Jeffrey Bodine was one of my mentors over here. Him and Mac Watch, brother Lil Watch, that's who had my generation. That's who we looked up to. Rest in peace, Alvin. Yeah, him and Bodine was like brothers. Bodine and Alvin, that was my generation. Bodine was one of the dudes used to get mad at some of the shit I used to do when I was little because I was like a little managed little cat. You feel me? But he also taught me a lot of shit. You feel me? He taught me a lot of shit coming up in this shit. So tell, it, tell us about the boy Bullets. 
bully, that's one of the big homies. Bully, you know, you might, because they say bully, you might be on some shit of bully. No, he wasn't no bully. He was the nigga that bullied the bully. You understand what I'm saying? Bully had hands like Ali, man. You know, if he say he can knock you out in one, he gonna knock you out in one. If he say he can knock you out in two, so everything you gonna that go out. Pretty Kenny said about Bully was oh, like, that's true. Okay, you can go on the west side of Piru. Shout out to Pretty Kenny, yeah, for real. <laughs> Bully Big Brother was one of his oldest brothers was my baseball coach, Joe James. That was my first baseball coach at this park when I played oh, for the Yankees. Game bang? Or was he a Let me see, man. How should I answer this? I'm gonna answer this without being rude and disrespectful, right? Every hood got 20 gang members, but it's 100 people living in them hoods. That's what make them a part of that hood. My homie over there, Big Boo. Big Boo ain't was born and raised in front hood. But let somebody get into it, that's intended, he gonna drop the baseball glove down, he gonna support his childhood friend. That's how, that, that's how all that come about. You got people, you know, I don't, to me, I ain't got no associates over here. You either from front of you ain't from front of You from front of because you live here. Because you didn't put that blue rag in the pocket just meant you can go somewhere else. You feel me? But Larry James and them new dudes, y'all asked me about, to me, they was front hood dudes. You feel me? Them was front brothers. You feel me? LaSalle was my big homie. He was from the pocket. But you, if LaSalle was standing right here, tell you he was from front and corner pocket. You feel me? Cause we ran together. We had not squabble behind Los Angeles. Los Angeles, he, he had that squabble. So it's very important that the young generation hear this so they know that yeah. uh, some of their ideas may not be uh, well thought out. So tell me, um, there was an incident that occurred at a party in Long Beach. And uh, it was A.B. brother. He got killed by Willie Gates. Mm. So, do you know any more information to that, or you don't want to well, talk that, about that, it? I don't want to go go in detail on that, but but could you tell me what year that happened? I was at Willowbrook. I can't tell you exact year it happened, but it took a lot out of AB. Uh huh. He lost his brother. It took a lot out of AB. You feel me? But it wasn't on no. He didn't get killed based on no gang thing. You feel me? And when that that happened. At one time, Long Beach and Compton didn't get along because of that. You feel me? But that wasn't based on no gang thing. That was based on the city thing. You feel me? But that took a lot out of AB, and it, AB was a beast when that happened. Because yeah, the whole city of Compton rolled behind that. Yeah, that was, AB was a beast behind that. You feel me? One man wrecking crew, to be honest with you. AB used to have two partners he ran with. Lester Betty and Mark the Bear from front of it. A lot of, lot of the homies don't know them because they moved to Texas like in 73. But them was the dudes, listen to me, them was AB partners. And they did their thing with that. And that uh, incident, I mean, the, the feelings behind it, the emotion about it, and, and all the energy that went into it carried on over to the 80s. Yeah. And, uh, I ain't started like Long Beach Cats, so I went to prison. They killed my big homeboy. You feel me? You know, we used to go to the pike and fight them dudes when we was little. You know, but 
when I went to prison, I, ended, I started meeting some rebel dudes from Long Beach. Dudes, I even met Willie Gates, and me and him got cool. Okay. But he a good brother, though. He had got struck out on the three-strike case. He a good brother. That wasn't personal. That just be business, man. Right. You feel me? What was instigating those fights in Long Beach? Well, that's, you know, wherever you go, shit, if you came over here and we played baseball, we might want to fight you if you didn't live around here. That's just how, you know, when you go on the wrong side of town, it's going to always happen. You feel me? People. I want to rewind a little bit. What year were you born? I was born in 59. Where did you land in Compton? About 62. So where did you come from? Came from Nissan. I was born in LA. 49th and Hill. Where's your family? Louisiana. Dale High, Louisiana. Cousin used to have a market on 131st called Dale High Market. Where you did your family land on the east side? My grandmother didn't move out here, man. My daddy mother moved out here, I think, like in 1940. Moved into Pebbles. It was all my uncles and aunties, the Slosses. Then they moved on 55th on the west side. White folks started letting blacks cross Broadway in Maine. My grandmother moved in business, man, on 55th in Maine. Right. My mother moved out of here. My mother and father moved out of here because at first, when I first came out here, it was white people still living in front of my homie confirmed that. Right. So, you know, moving to Compton and Gardena was like you moving to Viewport. You know, shit. I come from a two bedroom house, man. My sister slept in the living room. Shit, when we moved to Compton, man, we ain't had to go to the wash house no more. My mama had wash and dry. <laughs> All that good shit, you feel me? I only had to share one room, one bed in the room with my other brother. We both had our own bed. We, you know, it was two people in the room instead of two bunk beds on the side. You feel me? And we moved in pretty houses. Everything around here, man. Front hood used to look like Beverly Hills at one time. Houses was real neat, pretty. Manicured grasses. I ain't have to go to Carver Park in Mona to go swimming. Some of my, it was swimming pools in certain backyards we can go swimming at. What year are we talking? This is in the early 70s. Were there I, any white boys in front here doing that? Yeah, I got a white boy home with Lubo. Who's that? Love him to death. So look, grandma came out here, mom and pops. Yeah. What, what did all three of those people live? My mother worked at security. It's a wig building on Florence and Avalon, but they used to be Security Pacific Bank. My mother was the manager of that bank for 25 years, so they shut it down. Then she started being a lab technician at General Hospital. Right, my father was a butcher, worked at Farmer John for damn near 40 years. What's your money? Bought a house in Compton? Four bedroom house. Four bedroom house. So you first landed in Compton. What was the gang scene? Wasn't no gang scene when I first came, I was a baby. When the, when, when the banging first hit, man, uh, I'll never forget, right? My cousin Big Ali had got shot. I was like, just graduated Nutty Block. He had got shot up at Compton House at Willowbrook. You know, Crippin just, you know, and Crippin hit me, and everybody wanted to be a Crip. Nobody wanted to be nothing but a Crip. Police, I mean, the news meter put it all in. On the news meter, so tough. It's like, that's like having a big wheel. So your first memory of Crippin was when you was at Willowbrook? 
when I first got, when I graduated from El Segundo and hit Willowbrook in 71, I knew I was going to be from Fernhood because I was already from Fernhood. I was here. I'm trying to pinpoint when you became crip conscious. Right then. As soon as I, no, I, I can say this. About 72 when I first went to LP, I had to be crib conscious as I was going to lose something up in there, get my ass whooped or something. So when did the kids in the front of the area got crippled? It's always been crippling over here. It always, since my era, it always been crippling. 1971 is when we adopted crippling over here. Okay. In 1971. And who's responsible for bringing those? Shit, you know. My big homies, the ones that Kenny, Kenny from the pocket name, Bruno them name, them the dudes that brought Crippin to us. They just brought it. My big homies brought Crippin with a fashion that we ain't have to always wear khakis and croaker sacks that we can put on some tailors and some Stacey Adams and look fly with Crippin. Like Nipsey say, fly Crippin, front of had that fly Crippin. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to figure out the exact date. I don't know. I couldn't give you that one, homie. And, and who, who from the east side of L.A. is the one who mingled with these copper kids in the front and convinced them to push this cripple? Well, Raymond was a dude that hung everywhere. I met Raymond in Compton. But Raymond was a dude that functioned everywhere. You feel me? So... If you want to see it from the east came to west, from the west, came, you know, it was always east side, west side Compton, right? But the, for me to say what person personally from the east side came, I couldn't tell you that. You understand what I'm saying? I couldn't say that, you know? But I know we was always crib conscious in front of us since 1971. So let me throw this out here too. There's a debate going on right now. Who are the original Compton Crips? What a, and I'm, I'm going to throw the names out All here. right. You go from there. You got Carver Park. Yeah. You got Fernhood. Yeah. You got the kids in the Grammys. Yeah. What you say? Well, we ain't gonna forget Park Village. We ain't gonna forget Spooktown. Spooktown is it's a branch Boot Hill. Who's the original Crip hangout? The Grandies. Every real Crip hung in the Grandies. That was like Crip headquarters for Compton. So when I had a big homie stole a beer truck back in the day and took it to the Grandies. Everybody got drunk? Everybody got drunk. Fun time. You feel me? But the Grandies was headquarters. Like, I had cousins from over there. See, everybody, the Grandies wasn't. 165 is they hood. Nutty Block is they hood. But I had cousins from 165. So I used to walk from front of it just to hang with my big cousins and them. And they, they ran with Keely Welch and them, Mike T and them. So I, I wanted to run with them dudes when I was little. You feel me? So... This is how I also got to meet, meet older dudes that was older than me. This is how I met Raymond. You feel me? And you, a lot of people get the misconception of Raymond. Raymond didn't, didn't, didn't want to see all us gang bang. If I had a choice, I wouldn't want some of my homies to be a banger. You feel me? But I used to meet these dudes since I hung in Nutty when I was little because my cousins and them was from 165 and I used to hang out over there. So Raymond Washington does have book prints in common. Raymond Washington got book prints. He went to Centennial. Most people don't know that. Raymond went to Centennial for a hot second. How did you go to Centennial? What years were you at Centennial? I went to Centennial from 74. The year I would have graduated had been 78, but I went to YA. What gang ran Centennial from 74 to what? 
to 78. We ain't gonna say what gang, I'm just put it like this. Who was the dominant force at Centennial? Crips. When I was going to Centennial, Crips was the dominant, that was a Crip school, even though Bloods went there. That was a Crip school. What Crip sets were at Centennial? Front hoods, corner pockets, Mona Parks, and Corvus. How is that possible? How did you guys coexist with the original Pirate Street Boys? Let me, put it, let me put it this way, man, with no disrespect. If Centennial was where Willowbrook was at, they wouldn't have went to they wouldn't have went to school. I'm gonna put it like that. Because back then in the 70s, it, was, it wasn't real easy to be a pirate. Let's listen to me. Now them it's a lot of them dudes I got a lot of respect for. They end up being, you know, some of my childhood friends we end up getting tight in jail. But they was outnumbered. You got four crib sets. To, basically, it was like Campanellas went there, Fruit Towns went there, Westside. But if LaSalle hit the school, it was like that was LaSalle High. You feel me? <laughs> they were scared a little lot. You feel me? Who, who are some of the big power names that went to Centennial between 74 and 78? Terry Carter went there when I was going there, Richard Johnson, Ricky Duncan. Ricky Frazier, Bobby Frazier. They was, had gang names? I don't know their gang name, but them was, them was like reputable dudes, you feel me? So you, got, you got to break down the dynamics of, well, the, no, no, of, of the actual campus during lunchtime. What the, all right, what lunchtime, you ever been up to Centennial? No. We got a gym, we got a thing called the Senior Square, right? That's where the Crips hang out. When I was going there, we hung out in the Senior Square. Where the C was, that's where all the Crips hung out at. All the parus hung by the office. So we got to go fuck with them because we're going to get a soda. Right? I'll never forget, man. I remember they gave a dance at Centennial. My homie Alvin was there. Bodine, I don't know if Bodine was there, but Alvin, my homie Avon from the pocket, and this dude named uh, Frank Petaway. I've been wrestling with this little girl from the west side. He asked her to dance. She said, Ask Sherwood. He's like, Nah. I said, no, man, you can't dance with her. He called me a crab. I fired on him because I knew my big homies wasn't going to let this big old tall dude get on me, right? And the next day, I snatched his red rag out the, out the soda machine at the school, lit it on fire because we used to go over there. So I'm a crib dude, and honestly, I've been in Pudding House because one of my older homies had a baby by his sister. I was shitting bricks when I seen him walk in the house. I'm like, damn, I'm in Pudding House? You feel me? But every dude over there, wasn't no bad character, you know? They were using the word crap in, in the early 70s. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? They did that. You know, you, you, you get caught up in this. That color shit really started really popping in the 80s, right? When you say, but we had the blue rag, they had the red rag. Yeah, them was our colors, right? But man, you know how many pictures I How many times I wore burgundy corduroys when I was going to Centennial with some blackfish and that croaker sacks? They went on blue shit, you feel me? We didn't just get stuck on colors, we knew, we knew what they was. Like my first, first day at Centennial, majority of the dudes in my area, we went up there with a bald head, cause Chris used to get bald heads, the Louisville slug, we'd get bald heads. We went up there. But I had a big homeboy, when my big brother graduated from Willowbrook, I was in the eighth. While they graduated from Willowbrook, all of his homies, out watching them, took us up to Centennial. For us to fight the Parus, they want to see if we got it in us. Because we're going to be there in a minute. They want to, because we, 
we'd catch them straggling. We, you know, I used to go to swimming at Campanella Park and Enterprise Park. I never had a problem with that park. You feel me? So look, not to interrupt you, but my brain is ticking. You were around when Pyrus adopted the blood identity. I'm finna tell you, man, it was a blood. Went to, two of them went to Willowbrook with us. Ricky Fraser from Fruit Town. Stanley Pitts from Lewisport. Stanley Pitts is like one of my best friends. Stanley Pitts used to live in the pocket. Then none of us never know he was a blood dog. Your label when you do his bloods that early? Listen to him, they was bloods. Stanley Pitts was from Lewis Park. I'm finna show you how I found out he was a blood. It's a school called St. St. Albert's. And Captain Ella used to get dances. So my brother, George Henshaw, Darren Nelson used to play for the Vikings and bug them. They take, I go to the dance with them. These is ball player dudes. Man, I'm a game bang. I'm a net. And the average white man got the plan. I start trip walking in there. And the West Side seem they finna get on in the Campanellas. But here come the, the, the most powerful rules in Compton was looters. Them the ones we felt gave everybody hell. And I seen Stanley. Stanley said, oh, don't fuck with him. Stanley always lived in my hood. He, he lived in the pocket. Ricky Frazier had people from the pocket. So he was the only bloods that went to Willowbrook in my generation. So they used to say blood, but they didn't just say it. See, in the 70s, man, only way you would have heard the word blood, you had to go in the blood community. Let me stop you right here. There's a debate going on right now in these history circles. Yeah. When the anti-crypt gangs yeah. adopted the blood identity. AC says 74-75-ish. Exactly, because Chris was saying cuz. They want to have a different word to say for themselves. Blood had always been a thing. It's, it's like, you know, when you, when I was little, my daddy's friend said young blood. He was just calling me a young brother. So they picked up the word. The disfranchise they self being associated with crip thing. We say cuz, they say so blood. So set up to distinguish themselves. Self, exactly, you feel me? So you can say that about 74, 75, but we knew them was bloods. While we on the 70s though, what I want to ask you is, what was the go-to method to deal with with each other's differences during that time? You had to, it, it was about fighting, man. And that's what I want to make a point. You had a nowadays, few, you know? Nowadays, it's not the fight. It's, but then in the 70s, it was established, it was the fight. Well, Talk it, about that. It was it was the fight, and it was like, uh, but see, when you hear other dudes talking about the fight, it was like, if I'm with my homie Boo, if they knew Boo had a squabble, they wouldn't want to fuck with me, because they know if I couldn't get the squabble, Boo was going to get the squabble. But it's about if you know you go someplace where you're supposed to be, you got to stand up for yourself. If you put a cat in the corner, a cat going to come out that corner. So eventually, you're going to learn how to squabble. You feel me? The guns came like in the late 70s, early 80s, that's when that gunplay came real, real tough. But when I first started gangbanging, it was about the squabble. You had the pop shots with the 22 rifles, the 12 gauges. So do, about the squabble, right? Yeah. So how many squabbles would you say per day or per week that took place at Centennial between Crips oh, and Bloods? Listen to me, it was going to be a squabble every day, but it might have not been because they was Bloods or Pyrus or we was in front of the Carver or Mona or the pocket. It might be a misunderstanding of that dice game. My first fight at Centennial was because I got caught fine tees. Tees is crooked dice. <laughs> and the Paru boy fired on me. So my big brother jumped on, jumped in, and my big homie Kenny Ellison made me and my big brother jump on him. You feel me? 
But I got caught firing tees. I used to gamble a lot. You feel me? I had dudes like my homie Avon from the pocket, Ray Miller now. You couldn't fuck with Lil Sherwood. You couldn't fuck with Lil Bam. It was like it was taboo to fuck with me. What, what, what's your official date when you started cooking? All I know is the year, man. Whatever year that, that, that Willowbrook opened for the seventh grade, I went in that school with some blue khakis, some white chucks, and a blue bomber jacket and a blue H. Deuce on. Do you remember a time when Compton Crips and the Pyrus got along? That shit. I might just say that playing baseball right here. We grew up with them. They shared that elementary with us. A lot of Westside Pyrus went to that elementary school. A lot of them played baseball at this park. By the time we all got to junior high school, then met back up later on, man, y'all from here, we from there. Some of us still kept a close-knit friendship. Like, man, you can be cool, so I'll be willing to fight him. But it always, like, nah, from Westside Park, I goes over his house right today. Cause his daddy was like one of my baseball coaches. You feel me? So that's 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 how that, that is. You gonna you grow up with these people you grew up with. Just you grew up on the wrong side of the town. You feel me? Like when I went to Centennial, man, you know, I can count on one hand how many essays he went to that school. episode with Bam from Compton, original front of Compton Crib. Stay tuned for part two tomorrow. Hope you enjoy the series. Don't forget you guys can donate at paypal.me slash all her publications or cash app Kill Mac videos or you can check out our Patreon at Kill Mac. Thank you. Have a good one. See you tomorrow.